Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers and not whistleblowers, where we have facts and not conspiracy theories, the podcast with solutions. And my guest is all the way from the USA. Please welcome Stephanie. Is it Grand? Grande? Gr- Grandy. Grandy. Hi, Roy. Hey, Hi, Leo. listeners of the Awakening Podcast. I'm Stephanie Grandy. It's lovely to meet you all. So we, um, we know each other for about, I think, four years. We were at an event and I think we were like the, the ones that would uh, party till the end and get up early doing the, the yoga and all the other different things. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a participant. I'm an active participant in a lot of different things. So, yes, it's been my great pleasure to have known you for four years. Obviously, you know, we both have been on a journey. We met at a transformational event and uh, and our friendship continues to transform. And I'm really thrilled to be here today. Beautiful. So you might just tell the, the audience because like you have a, you know, an amazing journey that you, you've done a lot of things with different <laughs> high positions, serial entrepreneur, I would class as well. So might let the listeners know who's Stephanie. Yeah. Hi. So serial entrepreneur. Yes, Roy, that, I think we could say that. Um, I got my start very early on working for a family business in the late 90s. Uh, and we were focused on electric power quality distribution. And I worked for some of the greatest minds in three-phase ungrounded delta configured power systems. And in fact, translated for them, um, interpreted for them, wrote reports for them and helped to get their message across to people who maybe weren't on the same technical level as them because they had important information to share and somebody needed to be able to interpret it. And in working on electric power quality distribution, like I'm talking large industrial equipment that ultimately allows for you to be able to, you know, for us to be able to have this conversation right now. I'm, I'm, I'm hardwired. Uh, my laptop is being charged right now and it's, I'm in the state of Georgia in the United States of America. It's about a 95% chance that every bit of energy that I use is coming from a non-sustainable and non-renewable source. Now, I, I didn't really understand that right away, but after 24 years of working predominantly in the military industrial complex and in international oil and gas, I, uh, I retired. All right, fine. Let's be real. I rage quit. Um, and then after 24 years, we realized it could be in a retirement, but there was something of me that was awakening and I wanted to do something different. And I had come across some information that led me to believe that the time was then. And so this would have been 2015, 2016. And I, um, I, I found out about this interesting thing called industrial hemp. And it appealed to me greatly because some of the oil companies that I had been working with were going into contracts for industrial hemp for biofuel. And much to my dismay, they didn't want for me to participate in that at all. Um, but I was really intrigued by it because I said, wait a minute, this could be pretty neat. Now I'm you know, from the American Southwest. So I was born in Arizona and spent most of my you know, growing up, the place that I really call home, which who knows what that is anymore, is Durango, Colorado. So I'm a Durangatang. I'm from Southwestern Colorado. <laughs> and um, my, my journey in oil and gas took me all over the world. I consulted on five continents for some of the largest corporations on the planet. Uh, without getting into too many details about that, most of what we were doing was to helping people, was helping people communicate more and also helping people understand the connection between the input and the output. You know, for every action, there's a reaction. 
And I was able to get some high level information about this, like, uh, you know, three phase systems and single phase systems. And then somewhere along the way, because I straddled both industries for a little while, hemp and oil, and um, they're really not aligned. Uh, it's far too much of a uh, diversion. And the, the, the one thing that I, that I realized through all of it was that it's all energy. It doesn't matter how you generate that, en that energy for the purposes of this discussion. We'll say it doesn't matter how you generate energy, but it's how you distribute it. You know, I, I, I can have the cleanest method of electric power generation, but the second that I connect it to an antiquated distribution system, we're going to have all sorts of harmonic distortion. Now, we're talking about harmonics, we're talking about frequency. When we talk about all these things, somewhere along the line, I realized that, that all the things that I was learning about electric power distribution and analyzing the many ways that it could fail and the difficulties that could be encountered and the, quote, inefficiencies that could take place, I realized that every single bit of the language that I was learning in electric power was applicable to my own energetic being. And then a bunch of Reiki healers started coming. I don't know what I did to attract so many Reiki healers in my life. But I remember, I think it was the first event that you and I were at. And someone, uh, someone instructed us, it was probably Vision, instructed us to stand up and introduce ourselves to the people that were around us. And I looked at this one woman and I just, she had a beaming smile. And so I, I reflected that back. By the way, the reflection phenomenon, it's a power quality term. We can get into that more later if you want. And she looked at me and she said, oh, what energy you have, what do you do? And I said, I work in energy. And she said to me, are you a Reiki healer too? And I laughed. And I was like, well, no, not exactly. <laughs> but wait, am I, you know, but wait, am I? And it was that one conversation that got me to start thinking about how the number one thing that we would do in my electrical consulting work was to instruct people to ground and bond their equipment. And then swiftly thereafter, I kept hearing all of these Reiki healers and such. I'm not picking on Reiki healers, but I do think it would do them a bit of good to educate themselves on electrical terms because they're using them. And it's a bit like a, a are you familiar with the movie, The Princess Bride? I, I've heard of it, but yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Like, often. Yeah. Keep using this word. I do not think it means what you think it means. And so when I hear, you know, when I hear ener energy workers, um, you know, talking about these things, I think, well... You know, oh, you got to get rid of resistance is one of the things that we hear, right? Well, resistance is a very valuable part of Ohm's triangle. Anybody who doesn't know what Ohm's triangle is, go check it out. It's very, very, it's basic electrical theory. Um, so, I, you know, I just started to see connections between things and I realized that I wanted to be a part of something better. I'm a mom, I have a 16 year old daughter and she's amazing. And I feel like it's my responsibility to give her better than I had now. I mean, I've been through struggles, you bet. And hopefully I'm showing her how to stay aligned through all of them. But so after having all of these, you know, revelations and things, I finally walked away from the oil industry completely. I was at a conference in Oman and I was delivering a technical presentation on variable frequency drive topologies and their associated output power quality harmonics. And I, I looked around the room and I realized this is the glass ceiling for me. I, I, I don't go any higher than here. I wasn't an engineer. I didn't have an engineering degree female in the Middle East mm. and, and, and giving a technical presentation that I didn't write. And I thought, well, that's it, right? <laughs> Drop the mic. And that was my, that was my introduction into going hundred percent into hemp. So I started a farm. 
I started a farm. And if you'll remember, we went on this big journey and I said I was going to flood everybody's inboxes and everybody's timeline until industrial hemp had been removed from the controlled substances list. And, you know, and they've done that now and there's still a whole lot more to be done. And, you know, I encountered a lot of um, conspiracies, a lot of uh, other junk along that way. You know, it's funny thinking, oh, hemp is such a powerful, positive force. Look at all the great change that it's going to be bring about. And, you know, there's so much money in it that it brought about a lot of um, tomfoolery, shall I say. And I wasn't thrilled with that either, you know? And so I said, okay, well, I'm being inauthentic by just supporting industrial hemp and thought, well, it's, you know, the whole cannabis plant, right? This industrial hemp thing is just a, 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 a created division anyway, because the cannabis plant, it, it doesn't necessarily naturally want to grow with cannabinoid levels that are below certain thresholds that are established by some governmental agency. And it's interesting that we grabbed that here in the U.S. because Canada started that one, I believe. And, uh, you know, ordinarily I'm real fond of, of Canada and Canadians, but, you know, their imposed definitions of industrial hemp have really, in my opinion, uh, outlived their welcome. It's time to redefine that as well. And so do I you said know when it was actually kicked out? Because I remember, was it Ford had a car that was made of hemp and running yeah. out of hemp? And it yeah, so, over a hundred years ago, yeah. So when, by when did they start all accounts, it? yeah. When did they start banning it? Nineteen thirty-seven. Yeah. The uh, the United States here, we and Anslinger, and you know, and all of that. I mean, there's others who could give the definition and the history of this a little bit better than me, but we'll say nineteen thirty-seven was with the passage of the Marijuana uh, Tax Stamp Act, and at that moment, they just stopped giving out stamps to allow for people to grow it because most of the u.s was by westerners explored by sea you know we got they got here by sea well you know we didn't have giant aircraft carriers at the time that the united states was being set up so most of those ropes that were used by those sailors most of the boats that were built most of the sails themselves you know the sacks the the clothing you know most of that was made out of hemp and you have certain places in the united states like the hamptons or hempstead any any of these places that have this sort of a of a name of a name recognition back to hemp they were more than likely started as some sort of a hemp farm and generally speaking you could say that Canada was really growing a lot of hemp for a long time for the French. These are generalized statements. Um, I, I can get into more detail, but we're just going general here, right? So in the U.S. was basically growing hemp for England. And, and that lasted, you know, that lasted for a while. Then comes 1937, and, you know, people have enjoyed cannabis for as long as there have been people and as long as there have been, has been cannabis. And in 1937, it was banned effectively. And that was around the same time that the United States filed a patent on uh, cannabis, marijuana as medicine. So you get into this thing too, where even the name marijuana comes from a desire to create division between the races. You know, that's a pretty poignant topic right now, given everything that, you know, that's happening in the world, you know, and, and it's not the first time that groups have been vilified, you know, the name marijuana, you know, they started using that because it was an attempt to associate this drug with uh, Hispanics, 
And now I don't know if you've known any Hispanic people. I certainly have. And all I have to say to that is ole. I love it. So I'm glad that we're finally understanding, you know, the many ways that public policy in the past has served to create division between us because hopefully we can open up this dialogue and just get people to understand. It's fine if we didn't know. But now that we know, let's get on and get over with it. So I said, ah, forget it. I went uh, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be selected to be uh, in 2019. I was the co-master of ceremonies for the World CBD Awards in Barcelona. And well, we, had a, we had a blast. We gave out some great awards to some great people and some great products. So I had gone over to Barcelona and thought I will, you know, I, I want to pass out awards to the people that are doing the best work out there. You have a pretty high work ethic. I'm, I'm well educated and I have lots of experience and I only want to work with the best. Um, and that's true. It really is true. And when I was there, I discovered a company that was doing the best that I could see at the time. So I took a position with them as managing director for their Antigua operations. And this was a global company in cannabis. So I'd effectively gone from international oil and gas to being an international influencer in hemp to being a managing director for eight business units in a foreign location. And that went mm, as well as it could have gone, as well as it could have gone. And, you know, and quickly I saw that there were things that were going on here that just couldn't, uh, that I just couldn't stand for. You know, the number one thing, my goodness, was the amount of kidnap and ransom insurance they had on me. It's like, you're putting a target on my head. Like, well, don't dangle that carrot in front of people. Um, but this just came back to just understanding that regardless of the industry, the tactics that are used by big business remain the same. It doesn't seem to matter. And then I thought, you know, I've got to get to the base level of all of this. And so that's why now I'm, I'm selling the dirt to any of these companies that wants to operate on them. You know, I like to break it down to the lowest common denominator. And rather than sitting in the Caribbean watching people sell passports, because if, if you're not aware of citizenship by investment programs, check it out. CIP nations, check it out. You know, just by getting out the door. And I know this last year, a lot of people haven't been able to travel the world. But as I've said, I've had my boots on five continents, following a, a variety of different industries along the way. And I see the same levels of corruption that come along. You know, unfortunately, if you're a woman and you're single and you're not interested in dating someone professionally, it can become very, very challenging. You know, if you don't align yourself with the right people, you can get royally screwed over. I'm not going to say that hasn't happened, but, you know, by this awakening, perhaps what we can all do is just make better choices. So many, many, many years ago, you know, while making this connection between all these industries that I've served internationally, you know, just by going to places, you see different things. And especially in the, in the Caribbean, I, I, I saw things that, 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 that woke me up. They woke me up. Um, you know, seeing, seeing the class division, seeing the, um, you know, seeing all the roads being rebuilt by, by Chinese construction companies, you know, going international here lately and seeing, you know, really scant trace of what was once America's greatness. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's disheartening and disenchanting and also, you know, something that I'm not somebody that wants to say that America has to be the number one out there, but goodness, we do, you know, 300 some odd million people. We got some great ideas. I don't think we're being adequately represented in the international uh, stage right now, but, you know, hopefully more of us have a little bit of a, 
have a reasonable take on things and a desire to communicate openly with others. Hopefully enough of us will be able to have the opportunity to stand up to remind the world that, you know, America, uh, America still, we still have some good stuff going on over here, guys. Don't write us off just yet. But what I discovered is that it all has to come back to love. It matters how you feel. You know, I, I sat and I beat my head up against the wall so many times over what were perceived failures and that I realized it didn't matter what anybody else thought. It mattered what I thought and how I felt, not from a point of selfishness, but from a point of being able to allow for this awakening to come through. No more anger, no more hatred, no more, you know, that it, that it just, it literally is just as simple as, you know, a Beatles song from a long, long time ago. All you need is love. And I think that's the harmonic vibration that, uh, you know, that I hope to, to reach and achieve. You know, I'm a big follower of one of your previous guests, David Icke. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big follower of his. I read some of his stuff in the 90s and, and it jolted me. It jarred me because I had been exposed to some of these things early on in the 80s in the American Southwest, what was known as the New Age movement. And there was nothing really new about it. But, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was, that was coming out about world changes, climate changes, global changes, perspective changes, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, you know, all this cool stuff, automatic writing, astral projection, um, you know, channeling, meditation. You know, I had my first group meditation, I think I was 11. I was like, wow, this is really weird and I like it. And no matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, and no matter who I've interacted with, I can tell you it's always gone better when I've chosen the route of love. And I was told that ages ago. I was told that mankind was, I think I was 11 years old. Like I said, I was told that mankind was created to till the soil for the gods. Uh, and that there were forces at play that we were not aware of, you know, and what I see happening now, I think it's more important than ever for us to rise up in a vibration of love. Because as you said, in your podcast with Mr. Uh, Ike, it was, we were told that this was going to happen. We were told there were atrocities happening to children. We were told that there were atrocities happening all over the world, you know, and now we're all quarantined at home and I'm seeing some signs of it being, you know, fixed. But as it relates to things like energy in our own personal energetic fields, you know, look up adrenochrome, okay? Everybody should be happy all the time. We are less valuable to those that would choose to... What's the word I'm looking for? We are less valuable to those that would choose to want to manipulate us or drag us into a conspiracy theory when we are operating from a resonant frequency of love as opposed to a resonant frequency of hate or fear. Yeah, I, 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 it's just, you know, everything that I've seen about the nastiest things going on in the world tells me that what they're looking for is our fear. So I'm just making the choice now today that I'm not going to give it to them. I think, because I mean, I'm looking at this for years and I believe that they're intentionally given the information, one, to confuse them, but two, to have anger. Because if you look at, there's a lot of people kind of doing similar to what I'm doing, but they're doing it from anger and rage. And how are we going to change this? And I actually agree with you because that's the one thing that they don't have love, you know, that you just have compassion and forgiveness. And that is the one <sighs> thing that protects you. You know, and I'll bring in another point. Um, <laughs> did I? I did it. Yeah. Um, it's a unit of electrical measurement, measuring resistance to ground. <sighs> yeah, you heard it here. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with you, Roy, really. And I, I, I'm not going to sit here. There would probably be those that would watch this and laugh if you know, hearing me say that I would focus on love. But my capacity for love is the opposite end of the spectrum. I have a great capacity for anger. 
a tremendous capacity for rage. I told you, I rage quit my job. I haven't spoke to my family in more than a year. I just simply had had enough. You know, and that, and that, that rage, that anger that said enough is enough, yeah, it's, it, it's a struggle. It, it has been a struggle. It gets easier the more that you do it. But I think that the best thing that any of us can do moving forward in this life, because frankly, it's the one we've got right now, is to align ourselves with love, forgiveness, understanding, to try to be more compassionate with ourselves first. Definitely. With ourselves first. The biggest battle that I've ever had to wage is the one internally. Do I have it mastered? Hmm. If I said that I did, I would, I, I'm one of those that like karma likes to come to me immediately or quicker. Um, so, yeah, you know, to, to, to say that one is perfect, no, I am on an, an, an amazing journey towards uh, self-mastery. And every single time I fail and every single time I feel like there's nothing else to do, something, someone, something comes back and reminds me that anything that I'm doing that's making me feel those icky feelings is not aligned with who I am or why I'm here. I'm supposed to be a ray of sunshine. Now, for whatever the reason, I got you know, the degrees to go and travel internationally into business. I speak the language to be able to go over and do these things. You know, and I, I maybe haven't found the industry yet that I really want to serve long term. You know, maybe it's empowerment for others. I, I don't know what it is, Roy, but I know that I'm not going to get there unless I look at my own harmonic distortion and try to clean up my own sine wave. Now, I hope yeah. everybody in the maybe it's knows teaching recce healers how to understand <laughs> electricity properly. I have a course. I have a course, and it's called Basic Electrical Theory for Energy Workers. You keep using this term, but I do not think it means what you think it means. Um, so yeah, I actually do have a course that's available for uh, for Reiki healers. One of the other things that I do is guided meditations. You know, a, a really, really cool thing is uh, I've often had the great pleasure of working on teams who deploy to remote locations and essentially mastermind an ongoing business, you know, and it, and it, it might be a, a startup or an ongoing concern, but nonetheless, when you bring groups of people together and bring them into the same level of consciousness and, and, and have them journey within their minds, journey within their mind together, you know, some of the coolest inventions that I had the great opportunity to work with from identification of the failure mode and a root cause failure analysis to identification of the solution, creation of a product or an idea, making the betas, ma making the prototypes, and then bringing them out to successful market introduction. You know, some of those greatest inventions that I've had the great opportunity to work on through patent phasing came about through meditation, a group meditation. And, you know, it's something that my mother taught me to do when I was very, very young. And I kind of shied away from it for a long time, but then I realized this is valuable, beneficial stuff. Frankly, people are turning to meditation more. And I believe that there's a channel, a frequency of invention out there. Nikola Tesla, I, I believe, said that if you want to look to the future of everything, look to energy. And so while I had, while I had the opportunity to go and, and do actual electrical surveys on remote electrical installations, I feel the same thing happens when people come together. And that by coming together with like-minded people and then engaging in some practice such as meditation, what, what we do in, in, in the way that I like to explain it is we're increasing the conduit size. You know, so, some, sometimes you can have an electrical installation and you can't get the wires or you can't get whatever it is that you're installing as close to the point of common coupling as you'd like. 
And so what do we do in those situations? Well, we increase the wire size. We bring that point of common coupling closer to the device or the piece of equipment that we want to install. So why can't we do that with, with, with people? You know, and, and it's a thing that happens. Yes, um, I'm a burner, for those of you who haven't figured that out just yet. I organize, I help to organize an amazing theme camp uh, out at Burning Man uh, called Rancho Sparkle Pony. I'm not a sparkle pony, but I do have rare and epic sparkle pony moments and they help me through that. And one of the things that I visually saw at my first burn was a bunch of people together in really states of joy and bliss and energetically i could see our connection to the divine now when i say divine i mean that source creator energy father mother god whatever you know whatever it is for you there's still an energy around it you know whatever it is for you when you gather wherever two or more of you gather in my name i am there now this might sound like it's a strictly christian philosophy but it's not it's wherever two or more of anything gathers, it is there. And so I enjoy taking people down, especially groups like the more tacky you are, the better. Like, I'll just get super excited about that. Uh, you know, I, I like to take groups of people down into meditation and bring them to that uh, frequency of invention, of innovation. And uh, we say a big prayer before we go into these things by saying that whatever might come forward, uh, no harm can come of it. Only the very best can come of it. For I put it to right action in my thoughts, words, and deeds, and I ask it in the name of the deity to whom I pray, Jesus Christ. Amen. And why I say I ask it in the name of the deity to whom I pray is because it, it, it's irrelevant to me who, to whom you pray. I don't care. I care that you pray. And, and if yeah. you're going to be meditating with me, then you know what? Bring them in. There's some good, good, good stuff out there. And I say the more the merrier. So yeah, so that was part of the last few years. You know, I've been doing a lot of startup consulting. And seeing a lot of really intelligent people struggle to have their ideas come through into what it is that they desire for it to be. And so that's, you know, I mean, it's a talk about diversifying a bit. Um, but yeah, it all comes back to love. It all comes back to, so Roy, I'm also working on a book. No surprise there. It's called The Spiritual Caveat. So that's coming soon. Now I've said it out loud. It's, gonna, it's definitely coming even I sooner. keep you accountable. Uh-huh. So that spiritual caveat really for me is that, you know, you can ask and you can want and you can manifest anything, but what, where's the harm in before you manifest it, saying no harm can come of it. Only the very best can come of it. So that's really my call to action is that in anything that you do, before you do it, maybe just try it out and say to yourself, say to others, I'm going to call this into my life. Like Roy, you know, I, I got some, we, 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 we've had some great discussions because we're friends, you know, and as I look to manifest new things into my life, I insist now upon saying with it, this is accountability to myself and to others. I'm a powerful manifester. You are too. And you are too. And so are you. And manifestations for you and manifestations for you and for you and for you and for you and for you. But some of you that might be powerful manifestors might find yourself in the same spot that I'm in and that you're so good at it that you forget to create the space where you want it to come in. And I'm guilty of that. And I'm going back to the place where no matter what it is, no matter what conspiracy I might be up against. I mean, I genuinely believe that mankind as a result of alien intervention into the evolution of homo sapiens. What am I going to do about that? What am I going to do about that? Hate the part of me that's divine, hate the part of me that's from mother earth, get angry, 
get angry that you know that our souls are being fed upon that our that our planet is a is a is it a mining outpost essentially no no the first time that it came to me that the answer was love was after reading david ike's book the biggest secret i i, I couldn't even I, I was like this is some really messed up stuff what do i do about it and like any good woman i i, I flipped right to the end because, you know, I genuinely think that I know what order this stuff should go in better than others. And I was relieved to see that the last chapter of that book, if I recall correctly, was all about love and all about how they have no power of you. Those that would choose to oppress you have no power over you when you are not. About. Yeah, yeah. I have a little video where I did a video review of that one too. I think you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it too. I, it, it, that's what got me started and made me, made me really start thinking about how important it was to take back our control or whether, whether we ever had it or not. You know, frankly, mankind is capable of this vibration of love and it feels really good. So why not do it? And I sat with that for a few years. And then when I was going through a pretty decent struggle moment, um, I was skydiving a lot and it was really all I wanted to do. And then I accidentally broke my foot and I couldn't skydive for a bit. And I literally tripped and fell into an ashram, a global meditation center called the Sahaj Marg here in Molina, Georgia. You probably haven't heard of it because it's pretty out there. And I literally tripped and fell. A friend said, hey, I found this meditation place. I took a wrong turn, but I think I found it for you. And I went there. And with groups of two and 300 people, I meditated a transmissive meditation on the presence of divine love in my own heart. And then it hit me. And then it hit me. Love is the answer. I don't always get it right. I don't always get it right. But I can get it right back on track when I return to love. And I, you know, who, who, I, some might say, you know, oh, this is, you know, basic level stuff. But, you know, it's not. I've, I've run hundreds of millions of dollars, of, you know, organizations that were valued in hundreds of millions of dollars. And the only thing that is going to, that, that is going to get me through this life is love. And so that's why I think that that's probably the biggest conspiracy theory out there is that anger changes things. Not in my experience, not in my experience. And, and, and I think if we just quit giving up our power, if we just quit giving up our power, then, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe we can overcome some of the difficulties of uncovering some of these conspiracy theories and just rise up into our rightful place in the cosmos. But that's not going to happen if we're trying to kill each other, if we're trying to browbeat each other, and if we're after the almighty dollar. You know, gold, folks, the gold of the gods. Where did it come from? Why was it so important from early on? Why is it so important today? You know what I want for Christmas? Gold bars. Can't eat it. I'm not an aerospace engineer, so I can't pulverize it and put it into, you know, I, I, so, but, but hey, it seems really important. So why don't we get some? If you follow the gold, follow the gold, it'll tell you the story of mankind, why we're here, how we were created. And it doesn't really matter because I'm more interested in where we're going. And I hope to continue to be a part of the discussion that allows for us to see that anywhere that we're going that's not centered on love is not a journey that we should be taking. 
Mm, like, I mean, you've obviously seen a lot of stuff in the, the oil industry. Is it possible that we can, because definitely attacking them or, you know, because like everyone knows how it's done. It's all about the, the money. They're going into the different countries and everything. Is Like, because I believe it's going for the individual because like you had a shift, you know, you were in that industry and then you got a... I think that the more people that kind of get into this, I know a lot of people, they hear about meditation and they think it's a sect and that it's, uh, you know, this is not what I need to hear about. But like coming from, like how do we get more people, especially in that industry, to actually, let's say, wake up? Mm. Well, you know, I think first of all, though, it's a great question. It's a great question. Yes, I've seen some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about some stuff. Yeah, I've been aware of some things. Um, You know, the first thing is that we should consider strongly, and when I say we, I mean as a collective consciousness. You know, one of the things that we could do is we could stop rewarding them, whoever they are, for doing bad stuff. Right now, Right now, one of the only, you know, one of the only ways that oil companies can really make money in renewables. Oh, did I lose you? No, you're still there. Oh, okay, sorry. One of the ways that we, you know, one of the only ways that oil companies can make, can make money, you know, I'm talking about the bottom line, in investing in renewables is by not actually making them work. Think about that. Think about that. I mean, I mean, to set up a solar array for an oil company to, to dabble in biofuels more meaningfully. You know, most of these programs do not get their feet off of the ground because there's no money in them, right? So it's following that ever loving dollar or euro or pound or whatever your local currency might be. It's bullshit. I know I said I wasn't gonna swear, but I'm here to tell you your money is bullshit. Our money is bullshit. And their money is bullshit, you know, to, to, to work for our planet now, you know, there has to be a different, a, a different type of commission schedule, if you will. And while we're waiting for these big industries that are, that, that, that are, that are, you know, that are effectively in control right now, while we're waiting on those industries, the sooner that we realize that our collective consciousness is the best currency that we have, Our collective consciousness is the best chance that we have. And so I say, don't listen to them. They tell you, don't talk to your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor. Fine, you want to socially distance? That's great, but get on the phone. Have conversations like this. Go out into the world. And fortunately, we live in a time where we can do that digitally. So do it. If you meditate and you're someone who has derived great benefits from meditation, tell people. Tell people. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, once upon a time, high heels didn't exist. Somebody made them and told other people about them. And now we're all wearing them and I look better in them. So this is a good thing, right? Maybe that wasn't the, maybe that wasn't the best, but you know, but, but once upon a time, none of the things upon which we rely existed. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. What kind of change do we want to make? And that change and that journey starts within. So when we look at all of the folks that have been able to achieve the greatest move forward, you know, pivotal 
pivotal decisions along the way, pivotal things that happened along the way for humanity to pre progress beyond living in caves and, you know, and, and spewing ink out of our hands. And I, I mean, you know, we, we, I guess we, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. We still have a long way to go. And I think the biggest thing that's working against any of us is believing what we're being told because it's what we feel and what we are and how else are you going to get in touch with that unless you're taking the time to center yourself and to meditate for yourself you know this moment of silence take it my goodness if someone's offering you a moment of silence close your eyes fall in love and stay there end of story yeah i i i and people think i can't be quiet and there's they're true some of the time but it's a, it's a reminder for me when someone introduces a moment of silence close your eyes, fall in love, stay there. So yeah, so the, I mean, you know, these are the points. If, if, if uh, you know, if you're not willing to get up early, stay late, work hard, do the hard things, pick yourself up after you've been knocked down. And if you're not willing to do it from love, frankly, I'm not sure, um, you know, I think you're an endangered species. Mm-hmm. And I think we have enough of those on the planet right now already. Why don't we be the vibrant beings that we were meant to be? Shake things up a little bit, you know, if you will, awaken. Yeah. And I think when you get into the meditation as well, your intuition is, uh, it increases and then you can start seeing the good and the bad and you'll end up surrounding yourself with the right people. Because even with our circle, you know, there's, there's hundreds within the kind of the tribe that we met and they're all still connected. And there's some amazing people that we have, uh, yeah. you know, had the chance to to become friends. I give great I give great thanks for all of my international friends and experiences for they have allowed for me to return back home and to be as much of that change as I can be. I can't change it for you. I can't change it for them. I can't change it for you or you or you or you. But I can change it for me and just by living life a little bit differently, you know, just by showing up, you know, a, a little bit bigger. Now, most places where I go, people say, oh, my God, I'm so inspired by you. They could be inspired by me as a raging lunatic or inspired by me as someone who's focused and someone who understands that at my base vibration, I am love. Well, I'm, I'm going to stand up and say, maybe this is our call to action, Roy. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, I'm going to be more loving with myself and with others. I'm going to be more understanding. I'm going to be more awake. I'm going to spend more time illuminating as opposed to darkening. And how do I know that these are the things that I want? Because I've spent a fair amount of time on the opposite end of that coin. Does it work? Does it make me feel good? No, no. Is it how I want to be moving forward? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But the right answer and the right approach and the right industry, you know, it almost, it it almost disappoints me these days. You know, we hear all these terrible things about, you know, those that are in positions of power and all these big industries. Well, fine, start a new one. None of those existed at some point. And if you think you can't do it, then go and find the people who can and make yourself indispensable to them. This is like the best advice that I could give, you know, that I could give to anyone, you know, but whatever you do, don't become a Renaissance painting and just sit around with your tits out on the sofa just because there's nothing going on. There are things going on. And this time right now, when we have this opportunity to gather our own strength, I just hope that what we'll all do is to recognize that everything that we've been told is a lie. 
exactly and question everything and just going back to the forgiveness thing that you said what i have learned is we've all been through kind of we've seen things in different companies or just people around us or different businesses and when you're thinking of that it's like the memory of pain poisons us it's we are feeling it and yes so if you're coming home and you're working in the the bad industry say it's in you you're thinking about it and deep down unconsciously even you might have the you know the 250,000 car you might have the million dollar home but it's within your cells you actually think of this and once you change and once you start doing what's right and knowing what's right and you can look yourself in the mirror and go I'm doing what's right it's you just you live in the awakening, the awakening of self when I think upon myself and who I was and what was important to me, let's just say late 90s, early 2000s. Well, Roy, I was driving a Hummer and I didn't give a crap about what kind of gas mileage it got because first of all, it was diesel and second of all, I was working for the oil industry. Now, what sort of a short-minded mentality is it that allows for someone to say, ah, to hell with this place that I live called the planet. I'm just going to destroy it as much as I can because I'm supporting my customers. Has anyone ever thrown up on your podcast? Because, all right, so I'm good. But, you know, I think back on it and I think, oh, you know, I could hate that version of myself that did that. Or I can look upon her with loving eyes and say, you didn't know what you didn't know, but you know it now. So knock it off. I think that is a beautiful point because even if you say look at the police that are beating up people or whatever is going there's a lot of crazy stuff going on at the moment take a deep you, breath you whatever it is forgiven. take a deep breath it was yesterday you can change today and you can move forward for the betterment of everybody and yeah. and don't be judged for what you did yesterday i don't think there's anybody with a clean slate to be honest with you we've all we've all done things and we look back and we go how did i think that way but you're not that person. You can change your different person the next day. And once you like the way I, t- I talk to some people, I say, if you wake up, you don't go back to sleep, you know, you Can. because you know, it's the best way. It's the best way of feeling. Yeah. I've had times where I have literally wished that I could pull the veil back down over my eyes. Now those moments are, are they're, they're fleeting. They don't, they don't last long at all. But in those moments that I want to just pull the veil back down over my eyes, I say to myself, you can't go back. You can't go back. And the only time that I feel overwhelmed by the, 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 the burden of the past or the, or, the, or the, you know, the need to just get up and do whatever it is that I got to do today, because I want to be a Renaissance painting sometimes too, but it's just not in the cards. So you know, or at any time that I, that I, that I start to feel too lost or like too much of a struggle or too much, you know, and I, I, it's because I've lost track. I can, I can take that back. I mean, we've talked about my work in, in electric power distribution. I wrote all the reports for the failure analysis. So by analyzing how things fail, you can get a pretty good idea of how to make them work better. And in my own personal journey on evaluating my failure analysis, I dare anybody out there to come out with more failures than I've had. Bring them. Let's chat about them. A little, have a little, let's sip the tea over that, right? And it's because I have gone through so many different reminders that it is a struggle when it's not coming from a place of love. I, I, I find that peace in just reminding myself that if I'm upset with somebody, by what rights? 
by what right? Whatever it is that I'm angry about with them, there's something I need to fix within me. And in those moments that I can do that, the struggle is gone, or at least maintained to an acceptable level of resistance. And I love, there's gonna be a lot of, a lot of electrical jokes in here. Um, you know, once I get back to that place of love and I understand that, you know, that you know, maybe my role in this life is to just help facilitate change. Maybe it's just to hold space. Maybe it's to, to take groups of people down in meditation. You know, maybe it's to just continue to work on myself. I don't know what it is, but I know that if it's not based on love, I'm not doing it. I think uh, when, like, I mean, even with your family and your daughter, yeah. once you're doing it within, you know, you're an inspiration to her. She sees that rather than an attacking. Because, you know, if, if you're in a home with somebody that's aggressive and that they're working and they're not happy in their environment, it'll rub off. It's a ripple effect as well. So yeah. once you can change that, just you will see the change in the family, the family alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that always begins with it. I am not a victim. I refuse to be a victim. The oh, poor me mentality. I'm sure I, I, I have no right to ever act a victim, no matter what's happening for me. I have my, I have my brains. I have this amazing body, very flexible, flexible of body, flexible of mind. That means there's always a chance for me. You can see that I have electricity. You can, you know, I, 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 haven't, I haven't lived in, in, in utter despair, which is why it's so important for me, I think, to continue to operate from, from, a, from a frequency, uh, just, just, just to, to refuse to operate on any level other than one of divine love, because there are actually people who are being victimized out there. I'm not one of them. That means I have to be a part of the change. I can feel sorry for myself. I've lost jobs because I wouldn't put out. I've lost jobs because I wouldn't go along. And you know what? Look at me still standing here. The only thing that has stayed with me through all of it is that knowledge that I am at my core love. Sounds cheesy, doesn't it? It it actually sounds so simple, but once you actually realize that and start doing that, you will realize that it's the answer. And even David, because a lot of people they mock David from something he done thirty years ago. But the one thing he's actually saying, and you know, like if uh, listen to the stuff he was predicting coming true. But the one thing he keeps saying is like love. It's all about the love. I wouldn't have probably given that man or his book any credibility if he hadn't given such a simple and poignant answer. And, and, and for me, it's, it's, it's served me well, um, that understanding that love is energy, that love is a base level vibration and understanding that it's something that I can achieve and that anything that, you know, that, that when I'm operating at, at, at love, like you, you, you can't hit me with your hate, not that you're trying to, but you know what I mean? Just, it's like, it's, it, it rolls off my back. Like, exactly. eh, whatever. They don't know. I'm, they don't know. I'm just a bundle of love. Look at me. My base frequency is love, love, love. And you know, not only will those that would choose to do you wrong fail to get through what you'll find most often is that you gain like three or four new people in your circle that are all about that love. Exactly. And so the more of us that do it. And so I would say like the, the, the like if you start going into that pit of despair, start going into 
poor me, this, that. I'm not saying you don't, whoever's listening, I'm not saying you don't have a right to feel sorry for yourself. But if you can reach for love, even if just for a second, then your healing has begun. It is within each of us. It is within each of us. I think too, even, even more important now, um, oh, it's an election year in the United States. I think everybody kind of noticed um, uh, things are getting ugly. Things have been ugly. And, uh, you know, for any of us who still has their wits about us, I would just ask my, 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 my request of any of the listeners here, please, 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 every time you think about us, every time you think about what we're going through, can you please hold us in a place of divine love? I will meet you there. Turn off the TV, the election, I mean, the advertisements that we're getting bombarded with right now. I, I, it's just turn that off. Just just to just smack that right out of your hand. Just turn that crap off and, 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 and look at what you can do. You know, those small steps that you can take as an individual to reclaim your space, reclaim your country, reclaim your environment. And it's love and it's love and it's compassion and it's harmony. And, and sometimes it's hard because you have to be vulnerable in order to do that. And weren't we all taught to just be so strong and well, you know, I think the greatest strength comes from knowing that we can't do anything worth doing unless it's being done from a place of love. Exactly. End of, as my dad used to say, end of discussion. <clears throat> yeah. Like you, you're talking about, like, I don't watch the news or like, <laughs> the radio. I turn on, even my son, like, he, he's off. conditioned. Like, turn it's it like, turn, you know, if we're listening to music and it's on the radio and the, the news comes on, it's like, it's like a, a split second that you're reaching for the button to, and some people are surrounded by that listening to it. Tell me one time where you're, maybe just 1% of positivity in the news, but not really. I wouldn't even give them that much. So if you're listening to that, that's going into your head. And then you're talking to your friends that are watching that and you're just circulating this negativity. Why don't you do something different and just go out and talk about the beautiful things? I've often done that with my son. It's like, okay, what are we watching that's beautiful? You know, because I would, I wake him up. I tell him, okay, look, this is 5G. I explain to him, look, these are the towers. These are all the cameras. So, and we had a game of spotting it. And then I thought, okay, no, no, let's look at all the beautiful different things. And we, we look at butterflies, we look at different types of birds and everything. And, you know, so that like, even, I mean, we've all, you've, we've been through bad stuff. Like we, yeah. if, if, if I go around telling everyone my bad story, yeah, the, I mean, the, you have to talk at a certain time without a doubt because it's fresh new. But if you make that your narrative that you keep doing it, who's the person that hears it a hundred times? is you and it keeps you down yeah and you <laughs> so you need to change the story change the record and then and like there is times that you'll cut people out of your life and huh. you know, maybe they'll come back in and there's times you like you maybe said they won't. And maybe you five to... positive people that you never uh, even knew and you just connect mm-hmm. on such a nice level and you know what maybe you're like me Maybe some of your viewers and listeners are like me, and maybe they don't like a previous version of themselves. Forgive that version and be the one that you want to be today. And don't let anyone tell you that because of what you did or what decisions you might've made in the past, or maybe you yelled at somebody, you know what? Get over it. Get over it. Because as long as you have this one moment, as long as I have this one moment, I woke up this morning 
And as he said, I, I messaged you. I, said, I didn't date anyone inappropriate for me yesterday. This is a big, big win, guys. You know, celebrate those little wins or those big wins wherever they happen. But have have the have have enough. And this is for me. This is you know, this is what I'm saying to myself. And evidently, this is what the the listeners and viewers of the Awakening Podcast get to hear today. And that is have the courage to forgive yourself because it takes courage. It does. It does. Love all those parts of you. Are you perfect? Yeah. Are you imperfect? Yeah. Get to be all those things all at once. And, and, and it's okay. There are going to be some people that are going to jive with that. There are going to be some industries that are going to jive with that. There are going to be some opportunities that are going to jive with that. You know, every time I have said no to something that was not for me, something better has come along. Now, why? Why is that, Roy? I don't know, because I expect it. Because I expect it. I expect for things to get better. And because of having that expectation, I expect for things to get better. I expect for the things that I do to do no harm. And just by setting that as the, as the, as the bucket that holds everything in my life, I make it so. So if I choose to wake up every morning and get pissed off about the fact that we still can't grow hemp in Georgia meaningfully, or get pissed off about the fact that cancer is just killing all kinds of people. And it doesn't necessarily have to. I get angry about all of that stuff. Or like you said, I can wake up and I can look at a rose. I can look at a rose. And I heard something recently that made me think, um, you know, about it. Maybe this is just an empowerment thing. But I, I, I read something recently that said, uh, "Oh, that bloom has passed its date. That bloom has passed its date. You know, you got a you got a rose, and it and it, and it and it blossoms, and then it's passed its date. You know what? It happens to roses. You're not a rose. You're not a rose. You're never past your date. You're never past your ability to be able to do something. And if you have nothing better to do, then maybe just sit out front." in front of your house with a smile on your face and just get that gift out to yourself. Because when you're smiling and you're giving that smile out to others, this is emotional currency. And maybe if we spent more time trying to build, you know, our, our emotional currency, as opposed to our, you know, whatever that currency is that you're using, you know, but I know that, you know, I, I know that it, it, it doesn't, we, we don't have, we don't have to do what they say. And change comes from within. And if it wasn't for a whole bunch of people wanting to do something different, none of us would be here right now. So you're one of those people that wants to do things differently. I'm one of those people that wants to do things differently. And rather than imposing all this differentness onto the outside world, I would say that the first place that we need to start getting different is in how we think, act, and speak with ourselves. It's all energy. No, definitely. And just regarding the positivity, because we, we had a Toastmasters meeting a few weeks ago, and there's a girl I uh, used to know, and she wore like, you know, kind of silly hat with a unicorn thing on it, and kind of dared herself to just walk home, you know, and just, but I, like, you see people smiling, and not everybody will, you know, some people will kind of look at you crazy, but it's you benefit from the smile, because yes. if you're walking along, and you know, you have to put a smile on someone's face, does you get that energy? You know, so I encourage be, people put on your it, silly hat and go out there and make, you know, make, make people smile. Here's one. Okay. So from back in the eighties, when I was doing a lot of group meditations, um, and, and some, some channeling and some, you know, some, 
some other stuff. We had an entity come through that used to make us practice the belly laugh, make you start going, ha, 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 and make you start laughing. And the second time that I saw that in my life, I, I had seen this come through in a channeling session in the early 80s. And I thought, well, that was weird, but it sure felt good. The, 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 the next time that I experienced that in my life was when Psalm Isadora was leading us in a, in, in, in a group meditation at one of the awesomeness fests. And she got up there and she went, ha! and I realized this goes back to like Tantra. It goes back to how you, how you handle your own and think about it. If you force a belly laugh, how do you feel? It's pretty funny, isn't it? It's pretty funny. You're laughing, aren't you? Belly laughs are always good. Feeling, the feeling comes from inside before that corner of your lips starts to turn up. And it's that feeling that I want everyone to spend a little bit more time in if they're not happy with the way things are going right now. If you're happy with the way things are going right now, maybe you should give me some advice. Um, cause I'm not, I don't think it's fantastic, but I'm happy with the journey that I'm on because I know that there's still good that I can do. You know, I'm sure there's, there's thousands of people that have just thrown me away. Maybe tens of thousands. Good. Bye. There's still more that I can do. And that starts each day by making a new choice. You know, maybe, maybe if you're the kind of person that wakes up and you immediately turn on the news, oh, do us all the favor. One day, turn it off. I promise it'll still be there when you're done. You know, these little tiny, even better again. Yeah. These little tiny changes and they all start, they, they, they can't even be facilitated unless you're willing to change your own internal being and, 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 and why feed it with more corruption? You know, what, what, why don't we all just get like right into, into those warm, fuzzy spots that are inside of us that remind us that we are love. And, and, and damn it, if you can't find it out there, then find it in here. And I, I, and I, I really think that this is probably one of the, the, one, of the, one of the biggest untapped resources that's available to us as human beings that we are, for whatever the reason, for a large part, just not choosing to look at. It is my choice how I react. It is my choice how I feel. Well, it, well taking it back to being a powerful manifester, what harm is there in feeling good? What, because I, then I lose the feeling of, I lose the ability to live in a forever of, you know, waiting for the next shoe to drop. I'm not even wearing shoes right now. That shoe's not going to drop. Let's get real. Believe in happiness, be happiness. And the only thing that you get is your present moment. That sounds pretty good, right? And then I don't have to let the monkey brain take over. You know, that monkey brain that says that I should support some politician or not. I tell people, you know, they, they want to talk about the president, you know, whoever the hell he is. What's, what's his name? Don't tell me. I don't want to know. And I'm not trying to take a blind eye to what's going on out there in the world. But if we didn't give him so much credit, then maybe he wouldn't have so much credit. I think that if we talk more about the things that we want, if we talk more about the change that we want to affect, if we talk more about the positive stuff, because Roy, I'm just like you. When I was starting to do some hemp outreach, I was like, oh, my God. I've been lied to. We've got to tell people. And I went to go and find other people that were like me, that, 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 had, that had, had an awareness that, that hemp was, a, was an industrial product, an industrial crop that could get us 
actually further ahead in our evolutionary stance of being, you know, self-reliant and sustainable and renewable, you know, I, I wanted to shout it from the rooftop. So I went to go and find all the other people that were doing it. Do you know what I found? A whole bunch of angry hippies. And they were mad and they were screaming at me. And, and some of them were even spitting a little when they were screaming at me. And I was like, you can take your hemp and you can shove it. My hemp is happy. And so I guess that's really the, really the end result. You know, after having worked in so many different industries on so many different continents, on so many different countries, on so many different soils, the only time that I was ever really able to or have been able to affect any positive anything in anyone's life was when I was resonating from a frequency of divine love. And when I say divine love, I mean, it's that, it, it's that if anyone has a pet, you know, that, that feeling that you feel when you look at your pet and you know, they're not like throwing up all over everything or potty training, you know, and they're like really good and you're in love with them. It's that feeling. It, 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 uh, you know, it, when, when, you, when you watch cat videos on the internet, seems like a waste of time. I'm not so sure, okay? I'm not so sure. I watch cat videos on the internet and I laugh my face off a 30 second, you know, political campaign. I'm just saying, just choose your influences more wisely. I know that I am and I'm enjoying my own experience with myself a little bit more as a result of it. And you know, if you got to walk away from something, walk away from it, but try to hold it in a space of love because otherwise you're just going to repeat the same pattern. You don't, none of us gets to escape ourselves. None of us does. And no matter where I've gone, no matter who I've worked for, no matter what I've done, it's been kind of crappy if I had a crappy attitude and I've had a crappy attitude, but today's a new day. You know, you wake up, you show up, you vibrate from a place of love and, and, and then hopefully that becomes the norm. I want to see humanity get to a place where we're holding hands and laughing at these silly politicians. <laughs> like he thinks he's in charge. How funny mute, you know? But how many of us have the courage to do that? No, we want to go along. We want to go with the flow. We want to go along with the crowd. We want to, you know, match our buddies or, or ultimately like a lot of us just seem to want to be defiant with whatever's going on. So I'm saying instead of rebelling against something that you're experiencing, embrace your awakening and, 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 and join anyone else, everyone else who's awakening to the realization that we have a choice. We have a choice. And we make that choice every day, whether we make it consciously or not. So what I'm saying is wake up, please wake up, upgrade your thoughts, upgrade your feelings, upgrade your vibrations. And for the love of all that is holy, start loving yourself in all of your imperfections love yourself, you're going to be a better asset to the world. And you'll be a part of a change that is much needed, much needed, because I'm frankly sick and tired of sitting around in the gutter talking about all the terrible things that are going on and just getting mad about it. What does that it, do? It, gets, it doesn't. I become do a part any. of the problem. I become a part of the problem. I've been a part of the problem enough to know that now's the time. I'm the one. What am I waiting for? And it's just, it, it, it just comes down to just love yourselves, right? Love yourselves, clean up your own electrical frequency, clean up your own vibe, you know, change starts within, you know, if, if you stub your toe, thank it for being there and move on, you know, whatever, these might not be the best references, but hopefully I've made my point. And that is that um, all over the world, 
see lots of stuff. And the only thing that I can say that is a common thread for every single person that I've ever encountered on every single continent is that we could all use a little bit more love. Yeah, couldn't. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not exclusively, I'm not talking about that romantic love either. I'm not excluding it, but that, that's not the point. That love vibration, that one where you are at ease in harmony with yourself because the change that will come about from our continued hatred and anger and, and divisiveness isn't really a change that I want to be a part of. Can't we just skip, just skip over all the BS and get to the place where we're understanding the role that our own energetic stance plays in the world that we're creating. We do have power. We can create, we are manifestors. Now let's do so responsibly and let's start with ourselves. And, uh, I'm not sure. Did that sound preachy? Was that no. preachy? Because <laughs> the next thing I was going to do is I was going to start a mega church and call it the Church of Act Right. <laughs> what do you guys do over there? We act right, <laughs> you know, chug a big mug. Well, well, one thing right. I have is the, um, the meditation podcast, and I've got people from you know because with the circle that I've got, so I wasn't aware you were doing the meditation as well. So you must send me some meditation and uh, the list. We'll be able to listen to that as well because uh, yeah, they, they'll feel the love and the passion coming from you. It's a thing, man. It's a thing. You know, I used to think that my existence was a mistake, but oh goodness gracious, what a waste of a lot of creative energy and experiences for it to have been a mistake. You know, I'm not doing today what I thought that I would be doing for the rest of my life. Thank God. That's the thing. You can change if 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 you're in a place that you don't like where you are. You can change in the click of a finger. And even if you cannot affect a measurable change in the outside world, no matter what it is that you are experiencing, I promise you will be a part of the solution by rising above it energetically. I'm not saying that if you see mayhem and terror in the streets that you don't get involved. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that your love and your capacity for love and your capacity for positivity is 10 times, if not more, more powerful than any rage that you could ever feel. You'll know better when to act and you'll be more efficient at it. You know, I, if I want to jump into a situation or come and overturn an industry, if I'm approaching it with some heavy negativity, it can't possibly be the change that is right. And so I'm saying all of us humans, let's get right about the type of world that we want, talk more about what we are creating and what we want to create and less about criticizing what's in place right now. We have quite enough material out there that we can look at to help us analyze why these systems are failing. And in my opinion, they are global systems, our own national systems, local, federal, state, international, whatever. These systems are failing. Okay. Now my long-term plan of, you know, being a mega yacht owner and just, being in international waters all the time is still not going to help me escape from myself. Whether I was going to school in France or leading technical presentations in Colombia or Venezuela or Australia, Hong Kong, no matter where I was, there I was. You know, you're, you're talking about say like the aggression, how much doesn't help because I've, I mean, I, I would have had a fight for most days of my life growing up. And then when I started doing martial arts, because I know you're a black belt. I am. I'm not, allowed, I'm not allowed to haul off and hit people anymore because I'm registered as a but deadly you, weapon. From Different. the training of that, 
you get you don't fight anymore because you're actually in control and you have your own beliefs in your ability to one defend yourself but it's the exact same in life that you 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 kind of time slows down you step back smell yeah. the roses yeah and then you can make change yeah it's true you know i i i used to be a scrapper I used to, to, to just throw blows whenever. I know this might be very difficult for anyone to imagine, right? And then, uh, you know, and then I did study uh, Taekwondo. I did earn my black belt. And I did at that point realize that to do anything other than the structured dance that it was that I was taught and that discipline to do anything other than use an indomitable spirit was a total inefficient use of my energies. Totally inefficient. You know, I'm not saying I don't fly off the handle. Are you kidding me? Most of the time I can't even find the handle. But it doesn't make me invalid. It doesn't make me irrelevant. And it doesn't mean that I'm not right where I need to be. And where I need to be is focused on divine love. So whatever journey it is that I've had to, 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 to embark upon or had the great pleasure of embarking upon, um, it, 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 it just became apparent to me that there was just nothing that I could do that was of any benefit or help to anyone if I wasn't right with me. And yeah, I, I, I know the times they are changing. You know, I, I, I have a daughter. I, I, I look at her and, and I try to give her these pearls of wisdom. But most of all, what I try to do was to tell her the truth. And I realized through that desire of telling her the truth, because I felt growing up that nobody ever told me the truth. So who could I trust? I couldn't trust anybody. They were all lying to me about Santa Claus or the tooth fairy or who well knows what, goodness gracious. And you know, I, I looked at my daughter and I said, honey, if a, if, a, if, a big, if a big man in a red onesie comes in our chimney, please don't give him cookies and milk. Please, whatever you do, don't do that. Please don't. I gave her some alternatives on things that she could do. And, uh, and, and, you know, I just started really young, like telling this child the truth. And now, fortunately, she's in a spot where she's telling me the truth. And she most often just reminds me that it's just as simple and as easy as giving up the struggle and choosing to love oneself. Absolutely. Super corny, right? I mean, super corny. We start out talking about international business and international commerce and, you know, and, and huge industries. And it comes back to that common thread of love. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Do it with love. Do it with love. And, and you know, and those folks that are still out there working in the petroleum industry, great. You know there's more solutions out there than the ones that you're currently employing. Use them. Those folks that are on the water planning committees that I've been a part of, you know that Florida is suing us over water quality and supply issues on the Flint River. Another, another note, if you're gonna be an inland waterway in the United States of America, do not call yourself the Flint River. So we know that these things are going on. And so for anyone who's involved, here, here's, here's, the, here's the call to action. You see something you don't like, change it. Not with your anger, with your optimism. Because if you can't find optimism in love and I can't find optimism in love and nobody else can find optimism in love, then maybe the best thing that could happen would be for us to end. I think we're capable of a lot more. And as it relates to uh, capacity <laughs> and capabilities, you know, these are again, all electrical terms. So look them up, you know, look them up. You want to transform your life? Do you know what a transformer does? They make step up ones. They make step down transformers. They make, they make all kinds. Um, and you can choose which part of the electrical circuitry you want to be. 
I'd like to be a grounding rod. Beautiful. Listen, I yeah. think that that has been wonderful. I think people should listen to what you have to say. So how can people find that sparkly smile of yours? Where will they find you? Uh, well, okay. So probably one of the best places would be uh, uh, Facebook. I've been kind of hiding out a little while. Um, just regrouping, just figuring out, you know, I'm, I'm getting right with myself. Um, I'll be doing a launch here pretty soon, but for right now, anybody that wants to connect with me, they can either find me on uh, a group that I still manage called Indie Hemp, I-N-D-I-E-H-E-M-P, that's on Facebook, or you can find me on Instagram as Star Captain Steph. I'm also on Facebook, my regular profile as Stephanie Marilyn. So we'll be doing a new launch here pretty soon. I've been... Uh, hibernating and percolating on a few ideas and we'll be coming out you know here pretty quick it's been a bit of a transition right going from international oil and gas and international cannabis to saying uh uh you know i lead people in guided meditations <laughs> but i do so uh so this is you know this is this is part of part of the part of the journey um also i'm on my email every day if somebody wants to email me at starcaptainsteph at gmail.com so S-T-A-R-C-A-P-T-A-I-N-S-T-E-P-H at gmail.com. I'll put all the descriptions and links on the, the podcast and also on the BitChute and YouTube. So listen, yeah. it's been wonderful. Thank you very much. Oh, always a pleasure. Thank you, Roy. And hey. Share to love. I mean it. I mean it. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks for the work that you're doing. I really appreciate it. It's so been great. All. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> So that's all for the um, Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're on BitChute. We're on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Give us a thumbs up and share with your friends. Until next week, take care. There's a time Thank you.